Welcome to our esthetician chat for this Tuesday night. Thank you guys so much for joining me on my podcast as well as in Clubhouse. We are going to talk today specifically about do your clients endorse you? I did this video back when I did Periscopes about almost five years ago now, and it's still one of my most watched videos in my arsenal um, for YouTube on my YouTube channel. So if you ever want to go and listen to all my old stuff um, on my YouTube channel, you just go in Stephanie Lanes and I have all kinds of esthetician chats and Periscopes and all of that in there. But I am... Um, really excited to talk about this because I do find that many business owners, especially estheticians who go out on their own, they really quite don't understand the importance of endorsements, which in turn gives you referrals, which in turn gives you more clientele. Most people will kind of do their thing. They'll make sure that their service menu is great. The advertising is great. Social media, a few demos, some videos, but that's about it. They don't really focus on the endorsement part of the current clientele. And I've always kind of said this, your business will grow organically and consistently when you appreciate your clients and you have great endorsements from those clients, meaning that you have a lot of specifically client referrals. I loved client referrals, especially when I was doing Brazilian waxing, because at that time I only took male clients that came from referrals. Um, and this was after I gave away free Brazilians forever. Cause I kind of figured out that free Brazilians or people that I didn't, um, get a referral from specifically the male Brazilians. I really just did not want to, um, put myself in a situation that I may not have a great outcome with. Right. So I really started having my current clientele refer me male Brazilians, which was amazing because it really gave me an insight as to how the clients were endorsing me, my personality, what I was offering. Obviously I was offering things that not everybody was doing. So of course I had that. When I would get referrals for my $250 facial, people were over the moon talking about that treatment because obviously one, most people don't offer treatments that are that expensive for facials. Most estheticians never had just one treatment that you got to choose from. And then it was customized. So that was a lot of selling points for people to refer other business for me on there. My waxing is very, very quick. Um, obviously I created my own waxes. So all of those things kind of came into um a really bigger situation when it came to referrals. The other thing I did really well was client appreciation. And this is something I've constantly been encouraging probably from the beginning of my YouTube channel when I was doing Periscopes, esthetician chats on Facebook and on Instagram, and now here on Clubhouse. I've always talked about client appreciations because those are amazing opportunities for you, if you, especially if you're building your clientele, to allow them to see you in a little bit different light, right? I know that a lot of people do typically... Um, um, rentals. So they may only have their own space, but you can still do client appreciation events, or you can do things where they bring their family and friends virtually as well. That's another reason why even in my master classes, I talk about um, Facebook groups because those type of groups, people can invite people um, to come to your business. And those are organic referrals or, or endorsements as well. So there's a lot of different ways that you can have customers come to your business. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to walk into your treatment door and they're going to get an actual service. I'm talking on every aspect of your business, whether it's 
coming in for a service, purchasing from you directly, purchasing from your website, um, figuring out who you are from your Facebook group, buying from your Facebook group because someone has referred them into the group and they love what you do and how you make them feel and the connection that you have with them. All of those are different ways that you can have your business being endorsed. So when I go to asking this specific question and I've asked this question many, many times when I've gone live about you know referrals, how do you what opportunities do you give your clients to refer you that really have nothing to do with the monetary value? That's one thing that I really never did. So I never gave a referral um, discount or a referral promotion. Um, all of my referral opportunities were pretty organic. Um, I always did a bring a friend day event, which I loved. Um, I love bring a friend day events because you bring your best friend and you guys have a great time. Um, I had a brick and mortar where I had a huge open space and then two treatment rooms. So I was able to contract a massage therapist to come do chair massage. I had uh, the reps that were with the product lines that I were using to come and actually, you know, give free uh, makeup matches and talk about the products and sell products for me as well. And so I had opportunity to have food and have all these different things happening where you bring your friend and you come and you enjoy the day. So I I really encouraged it organically without having to give any kind of monetary value. So I didn't do referral programs where I gave somebody $5 to refer someone or $10 to refer someone. I gave opportunities for people to organically bring definitely endorsed or referrals to come meet me. The other thing I love to do in client appreciation as well is that the client appreciation events that I did, whether it was bring a friend day or it was a client appreciation event that I offered, and I did this always once a year, that I did also encourage them. And they would organically bring their family and friends in there whenever I had an open house for client appreciation because they wanted them to come and meet me. So I really did different types of things to organically have true vested endorsements from my clientele to grow my clientele organically. And I do think that a lot of um, businesses kind of forget that, yes, you probably could grow your clientele by having new clientele consistently. But if you understand the 80-20 rule that I've spoken about, 80% of your clientele is really not going to be consistent. They may not give you referrals. They may not purchase regularly, but your 20% is really who keeps your doors open, puts money in your pocket, and they're consistent. You're going to love on the 20%, right? So in my thoughts and always my actions behind that was I was always going to love the 20%. At the same time, I'm always going to also understand the bigger picture, that that 20% is always going to give me an organic and true endorsement. They're going to give me an amazing referral, and it may be more than one. My 20% in my business were consistently referring me business, consistently. And so that is where I put most of my energy and effort because I knew it was a great endorsement. It wasn't my 80% who may not keep their appointments, may not purchase with me, may not even show up to their services, referring someone who would do the same, right? So I wanted to always focus on that core 20% that I had that kept my doors open, that really understood what my business was about and was one of the best referral population that I had because they in turn referred people that was just like them. So I think when you start really understanding the endorsement part, the endorsement part is multiple, it's multifaceted, right? It's not only referring you business, but it's referring you the same client that they are. 
I never got someone in my 20% of those referrals refer me someone who was super flaky. That was very few and far between. They referred people that were very like-minded to them. And that's why I was so um, excited to constantly do bring a friend day. Bring a friend day for me was one of the biggest ways that I got referrals and it was organic. Like I said, I didn't have to give anything away. Um, And then when I would do special things for my core 20%, I would give them for Christmas, a full-size retail product that I knew that they always purchased or they needed, or it was something that either I had told them they needed and they didn't purchase. It was a gift. Um, that would be another way that I would receive clients because they would go out and tell their friends, well, I got a full size for Christmas and she's amazing. And so it really became for me focusing on that 20% and growing my 20% and always getting the best referrals from that 20%. We really focus on the 80%. We are constantly trying to get new clientele without understanding that new clientele may not always be consistent clients. They may never get over to that 20%. They may always stay at the 80%. But for most of us, we focus so hard on them, not getting the clear understanding when you look at financially what they are in your business it's too much work, energy, and effort put into something that's not consistent. So when I really kind of looked at it from a different point, vantage point, like who are my top 25 clients? How long have they been with me? How much have they spent in my business in the last three months, six months, nine months, a year? How many referrals have they referred to me in the last three, six, nine months or a year? Like I really took a different look at my business because once I figured out who was consistently putting money in my pocket, who was consistently giving my business money, who was consistently showing up, no uh, late, they never showed up late. They never no showed me. They would always purchase my retail. Like once I started looking at all of those clients, I was like, wow, those are who I need to really start supporting and start understanding um, to get more clients that are like them. So if I can focus on them, do events where I love for them to bring their family and friends and like people who would also come to the business and do the same, then I'm going to organically grow that 20% to 30% to 40% to 50%. So I don't have 80% of flaky clients or clients that just no show me or clients that are not going to consistently purchase retail, consistently purchase um, in general, consistently make appointments and all of that. Like I really started organically understanding it was important for me to love on that 20% to grow it organically. That in turn gave me a lot more referrals than me trying to throw up things on social media or you know, just randomly advertise new clients. That's one thing I never did. I was never into the whole new clients. I really was consistently, um, when I was practicing my seven minute Brazilian, those were free clients. And the way I did that is every month I would do Brazilian Fridays and I would pack my day out to practice at becoming better at doing the Brazilian waxings. But once you had a wax service with me, whether you paid or not, you're now a consistent client. You're no longer new. So that's the only time that I ever advertised for new clients. But I would never, ever say a new client special. Like I never did those things because to me, it didn't really make sense to me. I, why would I give a discount to a client who's never been to my business, but then not give anything to the clients that have consistently put money in my pocket? It was a slap in their face. It was, it was definitely, um, 
something that I did not want to create in my business. I wanted to love on my 20% and grow that to 30 and 40%. So I'm not going to do a new client special. I'm not going to do a new client discount. I never believed in that philosophy. If clients want to come, this is my price. You want to experience me. That's awesome. But I'm going to love on the ones that are consistent. So those are the ones that are always, they typically were always at my client appreciative of it. They would love bring a friend day. They would love when I had chair massage in and I would have, you know, uh, makeup matches and we would have product reps in there talking about that and they would give them samples. Like I overly purposely made sure that I was doing events to appreciate that 20%. So you never, I never did that whole new client thing. I, I even encourage, even when I did my mentoring with, with, um, estheticians, when I used to do my master classes in person, and we talked about that, the new client is not the consistent client. Our goal in our business is to always grow our consistent clients. Meaning we want people to show up for their appointment every single month. We want them to consistently purchase with us. We want them to organically refer. So in order for you to do that, you have to put energy effort into that. For your folks that are seasonal or someone that may come to you once or twice a year, I can't put that energy into you because you are consistently only coming once or twice a year. My goal is to have my books be full every single month. My goal is to have every client purchase every time they step into my my business. So those come from consistency, not people who are seasonal and definitely not people who only see me once or twice a year. So I really understood that in the long run as to why a client would endorse me or refer me to a family member or friend, because I would consistently love on those consistent folks. Now, we did have people that were not consistent, that were definitely seasonal. They would definitely take part in our bring a friend day. They would take part in our client appreciation events, which is absolutely fine. Um, But I knew my top 25 like my top 25 was my core. They kept the doors open. They put money in my pocket. Like I knew exactly who they were and they were always at those events. They loved bringing their family and friends. Um, I'll never forget when I had my business in Alameda with the doctor and I somehow got referred onto the deaf community and I had a very large deaf community clientele um, and they were very close knit. They came in, they were consistent. It was so amazing. Um, even though I did not sign, but they were very patient with me, but they loved the fact that I was so open to um, their community and they referred me business constantly. And I was very patient. I wasn't in a hurry. I wasn't rushing them Um, when they would call me on the phone, because again, we didn't have a whole lot of email communication then I'm dating myself now, but um, we would do the, the, um, we would have the liaison come in and, and discuss with us. So I was completely open to the community and I had great clientele. So, you know, you never know you know, what types of clients are going to come across into your business, but are you consistent with that? And are you open to those types of referrals that are organically made? And that's one thing that I take away from that experience is that from one phone call from um, a deaf client who was saying, did I offer services for deaf clients? And I'm like, of course I do. Um, You know, I don't sign, but I'm definitely patient. And does the client relip? And of course, the interpreter came back and said, yes, she read lip. Okay, we're good. And it was so funny. It started off with one 
And then it grew. They have a whole community. They had a whole community in the Bay Area. I was constantly getting referrals. They were so consistent, buying products, doing everything. Um, and that was one of the best referral systems um, that I had. All of them participated in um, Bring a Friend Day, of course, and most of them participated in um, my client appreciation events. So, you know, it's really important for us to understand the importance of not just referrals, but does the, does your clients endorse you? Like, do they tell other people what you do and do they encourage or invite them to experience what they've experienced with you? And that's a really important thing to keep in mind when you start talking about referrals. What types of referrals are you really seeking? Are you just wanting a client to come in just so that they can have an appointment? Or are you trying to build a rapport and trying to build a, a client that's going to be consistent, not no-show you, purchase your retail, and make appointments and keep their appointments every single month? Like, what is the purpose of your referral program? Um, again, I, I've said this before. I did not have a referral program. I don't really... I hate to say it, but I don't really believe in referral programs, um, especially if there's a monetary value that's tied to it. I truly want it to be organic. Um, and I think for me, it was so consistent because it wasn't just, you know, there that I tried it when I moved my business up closer to my parents. I had the same um referral. I said, I did the same events and they went just as well when I worked for the doctor. Um, and I would have, you know, my clients there refer other people. It, it was, it was such a tried and true way of organically getting clients to refer me business and then endorse the services that I did and what I provided that I never felt the need to give a certain monetary value to a, re a referral. Like I really never I just, I don't believe in it. I didn't need it. I, I saw it in so many different settings. Um, when I had my collaboration with the doctor in the Bay area, when I worked for the doctor, um, up closer to my parents, and then I opened my own business, I didn't need to actually give people money to come and experience what I offered. And that's one thing that I really, um, encourage, especially solo business owners, or if you have a small team, what is that client's experience with you? And is it such a great experience that they share that experience with others and they encourage others to experience it with you? Like, how do you facilitate that client's experience? And are you consistent in their experience? Because I'll be very honest, I've said this on many times on my podcast, I've talked about this on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all of that, that when you start getting to a level of your business where you truly want to grow your clientele and have consistent customers, you're going to start looking at customization. You know, you're going to start customizing whatever the services that you're offering. You're going to start looking at offering what you do by time and not an actual specific service. My goal with me having literally just one facial on my service menu was to get people to understand that every time you saw me, I'm going to be working on what's presented to me at that time. So this time I see you, you may have a hormonal breakout. You may be dealing with some stress. So we're going to deal with that. Next month, we may be starting your correction phase where we're going to correct either hyperpigmentation from those blemishes that you had a couple of weeks ago or something like that. So I'm going to always customize it. So every time you get that facial treatment with me, it's not the same. 
it's not the same because every time you are in my treatment room, laying on my treatment table, I'm going to address the condition of your skin right then and there. The reason I did this was because one, I wanted to build a better rapport with every single client, but I also wanted to get them to trust me at a level where they understood I'm treating your skin. I'm not going by a protocol. I'm literally doing a skin analysis before I even start what I'm going to do. And I'm going to look at what is presented to me right now. Are you dehydrated? Have you been doing what I've been telling you to do with the products? Do you even have the products at home? Uh, all of those things are all done in the skin analysis. And then I addressed exactly what's happening. The reason I moved into that was because I wanted to command more money for my services, obviously, because I had been getting and taking more education. So in order for me to one, get the demand that I was asking for, which was the monetary value of the service I was offering, I had to customize it. I could not make it the same for every single person because not everybody is the same. But I also had to make it a certain way that I conveyed and marketed that my $250 signature facial is customized to your skin. So whatever skin, whatever condition you're walking into with me now, I'm going to customize this treatment to treat your skin. And the one amazing aspect when you start looking at customizing is because now you can tell people that I'm only going to really, I'm going to focus on time. So I may have one facial, but I may only have 30 minutes or you may only want to spend 30 minutes with me. Can we still customize your treatment in 30 minutes? Absolutely. And you know where we get all this from, and I say this very often, is our massage therapist. Massage therapists are, every time you see one, they're customizing their treatment. It may be a certain touch, a certain depth, a certain, you know, uh, tension or pressure, but typically they're going by what is presented to them. Where is the body tense? What's not tense? What needs to be relaxed? What's knotted up? They're looking and feeling around the body to see what you need every single time they see you, right? So when you start taking that aspect of the business and saying, I'm going to customize this treatment, and now it's going to be based on time. So however much time you want to spend with me is what I'm going to charge. And that's really why I wanted to only have one treatment or one facial is because I really wanted to have that type of customization for clients. And it would literally be a different service every single time they see me. Not every esthetician is going to do that. And that's one thing that you have to really get to the bigger understanding of is once you have a lot of knowledge under your belt, once you understand skin ingredients, once you understand your product line, then when you start customizing, that is also going to give you a different type of clientele because that experience is unlike any other. The experience of customized treatments is not something you're going to get at a corporate-based location. It's not going to be like that in a massage MV or any uh, hand and stone or any of these other businesses that are out there. They pretty much have protocols. They have a service menu. Whatever is on that service menu is a service you're going to get. It's not customized. For me, I wanted to offer a customization that not every esthetician is going to do because I can tell you now, even after almost 20 years, there's not that many estheticians that customize in that way either. Um, and the ones that do typically have either taken my classes with me or trained with me, or they've listened to me all these years and pretty much copy what I used to do when I still was in the treatment room. And the reason I really like to talk about that side of our industry is because those referrals come with those expectations. When you have a really great understanding at customizing and reading the skin and understanding what the skin needs at the moment when it's presented to you, 
that is when clients will really stay with you because they can never get that on that level anywhere else. And that's why I would have clients that would drive to me, even though I had moved my business an hour away. And then when I worked from the doctor, I was 30 minutes away. I still had people driving to me to get that treatment because they understood that they were not going to find another esthetician that did what I did in the way that I did it, specifically customizing it to their needs. And that's one thing as you become a seasoned esthetician and you go through your years and you take your education and you start understanding ingredients, you start figuring out what product line you're going to get and how that fits into what you want to offer. Then you can tweak it even more and say that I'm going to really customize this by time. So you may not be able to spend 90 minutes with me this month. You may be only only spend 30 minutes, which is fine. But having that flexibility of time also allows you to then also get those types of referrals, because now it's not about the service anymore. It's about the client. So that experience is something that your clientele will share with their family and friends so that they can in turn experience it as well. And it's such a unique thing to be in and realize because there's already a whole industry that's doing it. And we, I don't know why we don't quite understand the massage therapy time-based services, um, they can be very valuable in, in our industry. They can be very valuable for what we're trying to do and how we're trying to build the clientele and build our business in general. Um, there is an esthetician that I know of that I still keep in contact with. She was in our mentoring group years ago, and she now increases her prices based off of every minute. So she still offers the 30, 60, 90 option, but her raises go from the minute. So even if you have 30 minutes, she has a breakdown of how much she charges per minute. So when you, when you understand um, the importance of referrals and clients endorsing you to grow your clientele, and then in turn, what they're experiencing and what you're offering them is an experience that they're not going to get everywhere, that comes full circle. So now your circle is completed, right? You have a client that's consistently coming to you every single month. They're purchasing your products. They're now referring you business. They get your customized treatments and they share that you offer customized treatments. That's really something that's on a whole nother level that many people never aspire to. Some people are really okay with the traditional status quo, which is typically, you know, 60 minutes uh, is going to be a service based off of whatever product line you're using. You may do skin analysis, you may not, but it's really just what you're going to do, or you're going to do peels, or you're going to do a modality, whether it's microdermabrasion, or um, uh, you're going to do hydrofacial or any of those other things, which is a modality. But for me, I've always been one to one command for my education and experience. And two, really understand the bigger picture of the more I customize this and I customize every service, the more I'm setting myself apart to where people and my clients and potential new clients are not going to experience because not every esthetician does skincare in this way. I'm addressing their concerns and issues right in the service. So I think when you start talking about customer experiences, whether you get referrals and endorsements or not, you got to go back to that customer experience. What are they experiencing with you? And can they experience that with you and every other esthetician that's out there? Or what are you doing to set yourself apart so that that experience becomes now really part of your signature? 
my signature $250 facial was that. No one even to this day will still do what I did in that treatment. So I knew it wasn't that I, you know, didn't have to share what I do or what I did. It was really understanding that, yes, this is a part of that facial, but I still did a skin analysis and I still would tweak it a little bit depending on what that person's skin needed at the time. Sometimes they needed a little bit more LED. Sometimes they needed a little bit more hydration. Sometimes they needed a little bit more manipulation. Sometimes they need both manipulation and LED. So, you know, there's a lot of different things that I was able to customize for every single client with that specific facial. But again, it was my only facial. Like I didn't give anyone the option of anything else. Um, And, you know, when I talk about that and I share that, a lot of people even still to this day have asked, how did I get to that? It became more of a clear understanding. You ask for what you want. The other thing is as well is that if you feel that you cannot get that, then give options in that flexibility of customization based off of time. You know, let people pay you for your expertise. Let them pay you for the education and experience that you have. You know, could I have done this types of work in my early years? No. I will definitely say that I did not have the 250 facial until I was in my probably sixth or seventh year as an esthetician working on my own. So it wasn't something that I had in the very beginning. I was doing the $50 facials. Don't get me wrong. Um, I was doing the $50 Brazilians too when I started off because I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, So I kind of evolved into that, but it also evolved in the type of clientele that I was looking for. Um, I think there's clients that would always love a $50 facial and a $50 Brazilian. Um, that wasn't who I was wanting to consistently build my clientele on. So I kind of evolved as I, one, had more education and more experience, but then started understanding the ingredients. I started understanding skincare, functionality in the skin, what peptides do, what these ingredients do, how LED can fall in, how different modalities can change the skin. Like once I started understanding that as a whole, then I could really change and morph into customizing because there is something for everyone. So I didn't have to sit up there and say, okay, this is, and I had it on my, probably my first two or three menus, dry skin treatment, sensitive skin facial, um, acne facial, mature facial. Like I did all of those things in the beginning um, until it was just kind of silly because, you know, how would someone come in and think that they had sensitive skin? And we all know this people who think they have acne really don't have acne. They just don't understand what they're coming in contact with or sometimes it's contact dermatitis. So it comes and go, but I really started understanding that people can't pick from a service. It's, it was up to me in analyzing the skin to give them what they needed. So in turn, it was time for them to pay for time. And every time they saw me, we were going to work on what was being presented right then and there. And it was beyond their skin type. It literally was the condition of the skin that's being presented. So I think when you start understanding um, and asking the questions about whether your clients endorse you and whether they give you true referrals, what is their experience with you? What are you giving them um, that no other esthetician is giving them that would want them to refer someone to you to experience as well? Like you got to look at it from a bigger vantage point and not just, oh, I have a referral program or, oh, I'm going to give so many, you know, dollars off. If you refer someone, I'm not going to give you money. Um, And that's kind of how I look at it. I look at discounts as me giving clients money and um, referral 
paid referrals or I'm giving you money to see me. Like I never agreed with that. I, I still don't to this day. Um, I do think there's a better way to truly organically grow your clientele. And it comes down to exactly what you're offering. So those of you who are on my podcast, thank you guys so much for joining me on my podcast. You can listen. We are on episode 17. You can listen to the other 16 um, and at your leisure. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next time.